Section six of the Adventures of Old Mr. Toad. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. Chapter twenty one. Old Mr. Toad receives another invitation. The friends and neighbors of Old Mr. Toad decided that he needed to be taught a lesson. At first, you know, everyone had laughed at him because he had grown too proud to speak to them but after a little they grew tired of being treated so and some of them put their heads together to think of some plan to teach old mr toad a lesson and what a very very foolish thing false pride is the very next day jimmy skunk went into the green forest to look for buster bear you know jimmy isn't afraid of buster he didn't have to look long and when he had found him the very first thing he did was to ask Buster if he had seen any fat beetles that morning. You know, Jimmy is very fond of fat beetles, and the first thing he asks anyone he may happen to meet is if they have seen any. Buster Bear grinned and said he thought he knew where there might be a few, and he would be pleased to have Jimmy go with him to see. Sure enough, under an old log he found five fat beetles, and these Jimmy gobbled up without even asking Buster if he would have one. Jimmy is usually very polite, but this time he quite forgot politeness. I am afraid he is rather apt to when fat beetles are concerned. But Buster didn't seem to mind. When the last beetle had disappeared, Jimmy smacked his lips, and then he told Buster Bear what he had come for. Of course, at first Buster had thought it was for the fat beetles, but it wasn't. No, sir, it wasn't for the fat beetles at all. It was to get Buster Bear's help in a plan to teach old Mr. Toad a lesson. First, Jimmy told Buster all about how puffed up old Mr. Toad was because he had dined with Buster, and how ever since then he had refused even to speak to his old friends and neighbors. It tickled Buster Bear so to think that little homely old Mr. Toad could be proud of anything that he laughed and laughed, and his laugh was deep and grumbly-rumbly. Then Jimmy told him the plan to teach old Mr. Toad a lesson, and asked Buster if he would help. Buster's eyes twinkled as he promised to do what Jimmy asked. Then Jimmy went straight to where old Mr. Toad was, sitting all puffed up, taking a sun-bath. Buster Bear has just sent word by me to ask you if you will honor him by dining with him to-morrow at the rotted chestnut stump near the edge of the green forest, said Jimmy in his politest manner. Now, if old Mr. Toad was puffed up before, just think how he swelled out when he heard that. Jimmy Skunk was actually afraid that he would burst. You may tell my friend, Buster Bear, that I shall be very happy to honor him by dining with him, replied old Mr. Toad with a very grand air. Jimmy went off to deliver his reply, and old Mr. Toad sat and puffed himself out until he could hardly breathe. Honor him by dining with him, said he over and over to himself. I never was so flattered in my life. Chapter 22 Old Mr. Toad Learns a Lesson 
Pride is like a great big bubble. You'll find there's nothing in it. Prick it, and for all your trouble, it has vanished in a minute. Old Mr. Toad was so puffed out with pride as he started for the green forest to dine with Buster Bear that those who saw him wondered if he wouldn't burst before he got there. Everybody knew where he was going, and this made old Mr. Toad feel more important and proud than ever. He might not have felt quite so puffed up if he had known just how it had come about that he received this second invitation to dine with Buster Bear. When Jimmy Skunk brought it to him, Jimmy didn't tell him that Buster had been asked to send the invitation, and that it was all part of a plan on the part of some of old Mr. Toad's old friends and neighbors to teach him a lesson. <laughs> no, indeed, Jimmy didn't say anything at all about that. So old Mr. Toad went hopping along and stumbling over his own feet, because his head was held so high and he was so puffed out that he couldn't see where he was going. He could think of nothing but how important Buster Bear must consider him to invite him to dinner a second time, and of the delicious ants he was sure he would have to eat. "'What very good taste Buster Bear has,' thought he, "'and how very fortunate it is that he found out that I also am fond of ants.' He was so busy with these pleasant thoughts, and of the good dinner that he expected to have, that he took no notice of what was going on about him. He didn't see his old friends and neighbors peeping out at him, and laughing because he looked so foolish and silly. He was dressed in his very best, which was nothing at all to be proud of, for you know old Mr. Toad has no fine clothes. And, being puffed up so, he was homelier than ever, which is saying a great deal, for at best Mr. Toad is anything but handsome. He was beginning to get pretty tired by the time he reached the green forest, and came in sight of the rotted old chestnut stump where he was to meet Buster Bear. Buster was waiting for him. "'How do you do this fine day? You look a little tired and rather warm, Mr. Toad,' said he. I am, I am a little warm, replied Mr. Toad in his most polite manner, although he couldn't help panting for breath as he said it. I, uh, I hope you are feeling as well as you are looking, Mr. Bear. Buster Bear laughed a great, grumbly, rumbly laugh. I always feel fine when there is a dinner of fat ants ready for me, said he. It is fine of you to honor me by coming to dine. <laughs> Here Mr. Toad put one hand on his stomach and tried to make a very grand bow. Peter Rabbit, hiding behind a nearby tree, almost giggled aloud. He looked so funny. I have ventured to invite another to enjoy the dinner with us, continued Buster Bear. Mr. Toad's face fell. You see, he was selfish. He wanted to be the only one to have the honor of dining with Buster Bear. He's a little late, went on Buster, but I think he will be here soon, and I hope you will be glad to meet him. Ah, there he comes now. Old Mr. Toad looked in the direction in which Buster Bear was looking. 
he gave a little gasp and turned quite pale. All his puffiness disappeared. He didn't look like the same toad at all. The newcomer was Mr. Blacksnake. Oh! cried old Mr. Toad, and then, even without asking to be excused, he turned his back on Buster Bear and started back the way he had come, with long, frightened hops. Ha, ha, ha! shouted Peter Rabbit, jumping out from behind a tree. Ho, ho, ho! shouted Jimmy Skunk from behind another. He, he, he! shouted Johnny Chuck from behind a third. Then old Mr. Toad knew that his old friends and neighbors had planned this to teach him a lesson. Chapter 23 Old Mr. Toad is Very Humble When old Mr. Toad saw Mr. Blacksnake and turned his back on Buster Bear and the fine dinner to which Buster had invited him, he had but just one idea in his head, and that was to get out of sight of Mr. Blacksnake as soon as possible. He forgot to ask Buster Bear to excuse him. He forgot that he was tired and hot. He forgot all the pride with which he had been so puffed up. He forgot everything but the need of getting out of sight of Mr. Blacksnake as soon as ever he could. So away went old Mr. Toad, hop, hop, hippity, hop, 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 hippity, hop, he heard Peter Rabbit and Jimmy Skunk and Johnny Chuck and others of his old friends and neighbors shouting with laughter. Yes, and he heard the deep, grumbly-rumbly laugh of Buster Bear. But he didn't mind. Not then, anyway. He hadn't room for any feeling except fear of Mr. Blacksnake. But old Mr. Toad had to stop after a while. You see, his legs were so tired they just wouldn't go any longer and he was so out of breath that he wheezed. He crawled under a big piece of bark, and there he lay flat on the ground and panted and panted for breath. He would stay there until jolly, round, bright Mr. Sun went to bed behind the purple hills. Then Mr. Blacksnake would go to bed too, and it would be safe for him to go home. Now, lying there in the dark, for it was dark under that big piece of bark, old Mr. Toad had time to think. Little by little he began to understand that his invitation to dine with Buster Bear had been part of a plan by his old friends and neighbors whom he had so snubbed and looked down on when he had been puffed up with pride to teach him a lesson. At first he was angry, very angry indeed. Then he began to see how foolish and silly he had been, and shame took the place of anger. As he remembered the deep, grumbly, rumbly laughter of Buster Bear, the feeling of shame grew. "'I deserve it,' thought old Mr. Toad. "'Yes, I deserve every bit of it. The only thing that I have to be proud of is that I'm honest and work for my living.' Yes, sir, that's all. When darkness came at last, and he crawled out to go home, he was feeling very humble. Peter Rabbit happened along just then. Old Mr. Toad opened his mouth to speak, but Peter suddenly threw his head up very high and strutted past as if he didn't see old Mr. Toad at all. 
Mr. Toad gulped and went on. Pretty soon he met Jimmy Skunk. Jimmy went right on about his business and actually stepped right over old Mr. Toad as if he had been a stick or a stone. Old Mr. Toad gulped again and went on. The next day he went down to see Danny Meadow Mouse. He meant to tell Danny how ashamed he was for the way he had treated Danny and his other friends. But Danny brushed right past without even a glance at him. Old Mr. Toad gulped and started up to see Johnny Chuck. The same thing happened again. So it did when he met Striped Chipmunk. At last old Mr. Toad gave up and went home, where he sat under a big mullen leaf the rest of the day, feeling very miserable and lonely. He didn't have appetite enough to snap at a single fly. Late that afternoon he heard a little noise, and looked up to find all his old friends and neighbors forming a circle around him. Suddenly they began to dance and shout. "'Old Mr. Toad is a jolly good fellow. His temper is sweet, disposition is mellow. And now that his bubble of pride is quite busted, we know that he knows that his friends can be trusted.' Then old Mr. Toad knew that all was well once more, and presently he began to dance too, the funniest dance that ever was seen. This is all for now about homely old Mr. Toad, because I have just got to tell you about another homely fellow, Prickly Porky the Porcupine, who carries a thousand little spears. The next book will tell you about his adventures. The end. End of section six. End of The Adventures of Old Mr. Toad by Thornton W. Burgess.